Praise God. Praise God. Uh, it's, um, I keep saying this, all right, it might sound cliche, all right, but it's the truth. It's a big privilege, big privilege, big, big privilege, all right, to come into your homes and to have this honor of being the vessel through uh, whom the word and the counsel of heaven has been um, released to you. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to have an amazing time in God's presence this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, so let's go straight into it. Uh, we're starting today a new series. Uh, it might be two parts. It might be three parts. All right, I don't want to commit to it, uh, but we won't rush this. All right, so I will say maybe two parts, all right, on how to enjoy divine direction. How to enjoy divine direction. How to enjoy divine direction. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. There is such a thing called divine direction. It is possible to know what to do. All right, are you listening to me this morning? It is a possibility to know what to do. It is possible to know where to go. Praise God. Praise God. It's amazing if you were to bring someone from um, 20 years ago or someone from 30 years ago, someone who maybe they were locked up somewhere or they were frozen somewhere. Please pardon my expressions. All right, but somehow they are released into society. All right. Um, in today's world, I don't mean today, all right? Not in the midst of this. Praise God. I saw a, a, a uh, I don't know if it was a joke or something. I saw, I saw just a, uh, a post and someone said um, someone had been in coma for three months and just got out of coma and just came out and said, oh, 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 I'm back. Tell me what's going on. And that's just tell him, go back to command. Like, literally, let's go, praise God. Praise God. All right. But we are alive, we're strong, we're well, and we are making it in this season. We are shining in this season. We are unlocking greatness in this season. Praise God. Praise God. All right. All right. So, if you were to bring someone from 20, 30 years back, all right, to modern day, and you told the person, all right, we are going to... Let's say Niagara. You're going to Niagara Falls. All right. And the person says, do you know the way? I say, well, I'm not sure. I don't know the way. And then the next thing the person will say is, we need to get someone that knows the way, right? Way back. If that's, that's the thinking the person has. But in today's world, all right, you don't need someone who knows the way. All you need is a technology that can show you not just the way, but can show you the best way. Praise God. Praise God. All right. So for the believer, it is possible to have direction. It is possible to have clarity. It is possible to know what to do. The Bible tells us that Jesus himself, even when he was engaging them, engaging his disciples in a conversation, the Bible tells us a little detail. He said he himself knew what he was going to do. That's wisdom at work. Praise God. I said, praise God. So this morning and over the next week or the next weeks, we will be having this conversation on how to enjoy divine direction, how to be led 
by the Spirit to know what to do. Praise God. And it is my prayer that as this teaching comes, it won't just be words. It won't just be nice information. It won't just be concepts and theories. But it will be realities in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. That you will have tangible, tangible testimonies of receiving direction by the Spirit of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me just tell you as introduction, if there was ever a time you needed direction. If there was ever a time I needed direction. Direction for your life. Direction for your family. Direction for your children. Hmm. Direction for our ministry in terms of strategy and direction and, and focus areas. All right. If there was a time anyone, anywhere needed direction, it is now. Because you might not know it, but our world has just changed. Many people make funny statements like, oh, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. That's the biggest joke of 2020. Everything has changed. Winners are being produced. Losers are going to be consequences. It doesn't sound nice, but it is the reality. And it is my prayer that for everyone on the sound of my voice, as you align yourself with divine counsel, that you will come out on the winning side. In the mighty name of Jesus, I said you will come out on the winning side. In Jesus' name. All right. So before we go into the details of enjoying divine direction, the Lord laid it on my heart as I prepared for this service that there's someone going to be listening, whether that person is connected live or if the person is going to be watching this at some other time, you are really, really bothered about the timing of events in your life. And the word for you is that God is never late. I heard it clearly. I heard it strongly. All right? And I want you to say it to yourself. God is never late. God is never late. I want it to sink in. God is never late. All right? Maybe it's time to personalize it. My God is never late. He makes everything in my life beautiful in his time. I want you to say it again. My God is never late. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Praise God. And I'll just show you three scriptures I'm led to share with that person. All right? I almost thought this should be another teaching. All right? But the Lord says, just give these words. And I'm sure that the Spirit of God will work on these scriptures and do a perfect work in your heart, in the mighty name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 is the first word for you. All right, the Lord says to tell you that I created time, therefore I cannot be constrained by it. I'm going to say that again. I created time, therefore I cannot be constrained by it. The Bible tells us, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the very first concept we are introduced to in scripture is in the beginning. In the beginning. It means that the first thing God made was time. In the beginning introduces us to an attempt for an entity that dwells in a place called eternity to invade our space and create a construct through which it can relate with humanity and with creation. And then it creates time, all right? Scientists will, will use words like three dimensions and space, time, matter, continuum. All right, so God created time. That's the summary, all right? This is not science class. God 
created time, therefore it cannot be limited or constrained by time. Praise God. Alright, so when God created time, time started ticking. Chronos, where we get chronology from, or time, alright, ticking. However, in his plan and agenda, there are also set times and appointed seasons. Alright, Kairos moments where manifestations of prophecies come to pass. God says to remind you once again that he is never late. He is never late. Number one scripture for you, Genesis 1.1. He created time. Number two scripture for you, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. It says, the Lord is not slack. Other versions tell us, the Lord is not slow. As men or as some count slackness or slowness. Now, just to put this scripture in context, because we are good Bible students, this was Peter writing in response to a couple of false teachers that were invading the church and were suggesting to people that they told you Jesus is coming back. He's not coming back. Now, this was way back in the time of the Apostle Peter. All right? So he was addressing this, talking about the day of the Lord. When you read this in context, when you look at the pretext and you look at the context of this. All right? So that is that he says that God's desire is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, all right? But the word for someone under the sound of my voice is that God is not slack. God is not slow. Whether it is, whatever it is, I, I, I might not know the details, all right? But God tells, says to tell you, he is not slow, he is not slack, he is not slow, he is not slack. Praise God. The last scripture for that person, Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21 Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. I don't know if they can get this for us also in the NLT. It says, He changes the times and seasons. So the Lord says to announce to you that it is in His hands to turn the time in your favor. Stop counting your age. Stop counting the time you see you seem to have lost. All right. There is a kind of restoration that grants you progress, that gives you speed. All right. It says it changes the times and the seasons. All right. In the NLT, I, I think it says it controls world events. Hmm. Hmm. He controls world events. All right. So relax in your God and be at peace. That your God is never late. I want you to repeat that again. My God is never late. My God is never late. My God is never late. Praise God. Glory to God. All right. Mm. Enjoying divine direction. Today is going to be an introduction. From next week, we begin to delve deep into the word on this topic. How God leads. Enjoying divine direction. Let's go to Psalms chapter 32. Psalms 32 is a psalm of David. Alright. If you notice, David didn't write all the psalms. David didn't write all the psalms. Many times he just say, pick a psalm and say, David said, alright. Not all of it is David. Most were psalms of David. Some were psalms of the sons of Asaph. Moses, yes, Moses, wrote some psalms. Solomon wrote some psalms. Other authors wrote some of the psalms. Praise God. All right, Psalms chapter 32, let's see verse 8 and verse 9. It says, I, this is God speaking, I will instruct you. Let me tell you, listen to me, our world has changed. If there was a time, even see, even governments need, they need to know what to do. All right, policy makers, business owners, investors, all across board, 
everyone in, in search, in search of solutions. Now, God is saying to us, God is saying to me, God is saying to KICC, come on now. God is saying to you, all right, he says, I will instruct you. Somebody say a big amen to that. He says, and I will teach you. I will teaching you there, not just instructing you, teach you means I will show you, not the way they, they say on social media, I will show you the workings. I will, I will give you receipts, praise God. I will teach, it will just be like magic. You will know how. It means that it will be reproducible. It, it won't be a one season wonder. Your breakthrough won't be a fluke. In the mighty name of Jesus, it says, I will instruct you I will teach you in the way you should go and I will guide you with my eye. Mm. I think some of us who have African backgrounds, I think some other cultures too might be able to understand guidance with the eyes. All right. Um, a lot of kids today do not understand that. All right. Back in the days when we were, you know, kids under our parents and our parents would speak to us, they would instruct us, they will teach us with a lot of tools. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody say tools. All right. We're on TV. Glory to God. All right. They will use different sort of tools to ensure that we are in order and we are in shape. All right. And one of the armaments in their, you know, arsenal is their eyes. All right. When you look at your mom or you look at your dad, given the circumstances, you already know what they are saying and you are just. If you have a guest, it doesn't matter how old you are. And they've served, I mean, back in the days, it used to be malt, maltina, right? They served the guests some, some things and malt. I see the kids are already dancing near it, you know, smiling at the guests. All your dad needs, I mean, of course, you already know you shouldn't do that. So whatever entered you and made you do that, all right, that boldness, all right, there's something coming for it. So your dad sees you and gives you that look. Or your mom sees you and gives you that look. You already understand. You understand that it means no. I am, I am. I, I broke I broke something there. I, I shouldn't be here. So you just behave yourself and you move away. All right. But, but children of nowadays, you give them the look, they're smiling at you. Then you start literally signaling, ah, Daddy, is anything wrong with your eyes? You know, they are genuinely they are one, they're asking you, are you okay? Praise God. Praise God. All right. So God is saying here that the intimacy of instruction you receive can translate from verbal to non-verbal, from instruction to cues, to perceptions in the spirit. And it is my prayer that in this season, in this season, as darkness looms all around, the light of God's glory will shine upon you. I said the light of God's glory will shine upon you. The light of God's glory will illuminate your mind. You will know what to do. You will have the resources to do it. In the mighty name of Jesus. So the number one point here from Psalms chapter 32, it says, I will teach you in the way you should go. Number one, there is a way that you should go. There are many ways, but there is a way that you should go. Dear child of God, listen to me. There is a way that you should go. There is a path. There is a path that you should follow. It's not any path. It's not all paths. It's not always. There might be multiple routes that leads to that eventual place, but there is a way that you should go, and it is not your responsibility to figure it out. 
It is not your responsibility to calculate it. It is not your responsibility to watch another on the way that they are going. It is his responsibility to instruct you. It is his promise to you to teach you in the way that you should go. Praise God. Praise God. Wherever you are, I want you to make that bold declaration that I am in tune with my father. Come on, you're not saying it well. I am in tune with my father and I know which way to go. I know which way to go. My eyes are open to see. My mind is renewed for clarity. In the mighty name of Jesus, I know the way I should go. I know the way I should go. I know the way I should go. Glory to God. I am taught of the Lord. I am taught of the Lord. My children are taught of the Lord. We make the right decisions. We take the right steps. We do not move in fear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. There are more people infected by fear than by the virus in this season. And what that fear infection does is it leads to very terrible decision making. Very terrible decision making. But the Lord says he will teach you. He says he will instruct you. You will know which way to go. In the mighty name of Jesus, glory to God. So there is a way that you should go. There is a way that you should go. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25. Let's take this to another realm. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man. Please remember, these are not gender-specific terms. There is a way that seems right to a woman. There is a way that seems right to a young man. There is a way that seems right to a young lady. He says, but its end is the way of death. Another version says, the end of it is destruction. There is a way that seems right. Now, do not forget, our first installment is that there is a way that I should go. All right? Now, apart from that way that I should go, there is another way. And the characteristic of that other way is that it seems right. Follow me. It seems right, but it is not the way I should go. It seems like a no-brainer, but it is not the way I should go. It seems like the way everybody is going, all right, but it is not the way I should go. Interesting scripture. It says this way it seems right, but at the end of it, hmm, at the end of it, I was given an illustration earlier with a GPS system or with any maps software that most people would use in their cars or on their phones. If you are headed in a particular destination, there are times where you use the maps, not because you don't know the way, but because you want to know the fastest route, right? We do that sometimes. Or you, you, you get to a place where you just don't trust the maps. You know this way. The maps is saying take the highway. And you know this is peak period, so you know it won't be as free. You just say, I want to go through this way instead. All right? So the map will do what? Reroute. That's what it does. If you insist on your way, it will reroute for you. That's what the maps does. All right? So while it is rerouting, it is saying that there are, if you know where you are going, there are signs you will see on the way that it can occur to you that, wait, wait, I should have followed the maps. This way I am going through is the wrong way. 
this way I am going through is the wrong way. Now, now follow me, follow me. If from here, I think we use Niagara at the beginning. We're going to Niagara, all right? I am sure I know the way. I am sure I don't need anyone's direction. And so I do not use my maps. I feel I don't need to use my maps. I just feel I've been there before. <laughs> I've been there before. Let me tell you, as far as supernatural, let me just say this quickly. As far as supernatural perception is concerned, experience is not important. Okay, let's go back to the word. So I've been there before, and I am navigating without my maps. All right. Now, there are certain signs I can see that will point to me that you, you, you got it wrong. All right. When I start seeing, I'm meant to be going to Niagara, and I start seeing, welcome to Ottawa, for instance. Or I start seeing French sign posts. Then it dawns on me at that moment, all right, that, no, 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 you're not on the right path. The right thing to do at that moment is to pull over, get to a safe place, pull out maps, and reroute. Praise God. Now, but in the journey of life, in the journey of life, it says that you will insist on this way because it is too right for you. You see others doing it. Everybody is doing it. Everybody is going that route. All right? It says that you do not realize that it is the wrong until the end. It says, but its end, it doesn't say on the way. Its end is death. Its end is destruction. It is my prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice this morning that the path that leads to destruction, the, destruct, the, 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 the decisions that will lead to your destruction, that the Spirit of God will, will restrict you vehemently in the mighty name of Jesus. Instead, you will not be tempted by the way that seems right, but you will be instructed on the way that you should go. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on. Can I get a believing amen? I said in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. So there is a way that you should go. There is another way that seems right, looks good, looks like a no-brainer. These are the stocks everybody's buying. This is the investment everybody's making. This is how everybody is afraid. All real estate plans put on hold. I mean, those are the decisions everybody is making. All right, but please, I want you to say this to yourself. I am not everybody. I did it to sink in. I am not everybody. I am the son of the Most High. And if you are, you say you are the daughter of the Most High. You are not, see, that you are not everybody. You are not everybody. Praise God. Number one, there is a way that you should go. Number two, there is a way that seems right. It seems right. Looks good. Checks all the boxes. Number three point. As we lay the building blocks for this conversation on how to enjoy divine direction. Number three point. God's way is not confusing. God's way is not confusing. You know, it's amazing how as believers, you, you need to make a decision. But the truth is, you've made your decision. And then you say you want to pray about it. You are not praying for direction. You are praying for confirmation. <laughs> you are literally saying, God, this is what I have decided to do. Confirm it. If you confirm it, good. If you don't confirm it, mm, I've decided I am going to have my way. Praise God. It's amazing, especially maybe for, for young men. All right, you know, you've, you've just been looking around, you know, who, 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 who is that sister going to be? And your church, all right, you just have your, <laughs> praise God. There are so many pong, 
flashing, beautiful, hardworking, destiny-focused sisters, and it's rattling your brain, and you're you like, oh God, finally, it is Sister Q. Sister Q. All right, you are telling God, basically, it is Sister Q. So you go to God. God, it is, is it Sister Q? That's the way you frame your question, because you know it is. So you are saying, God, confirm that it is this person. You are not saying, God, who is it? You know, and that's what we do many times. We go to God with A, B, C. And we say, God, is it A? Is it B or C? And God is saying, I don't even do alphabets. Let's start with. I don't know. You can't give me alphabets. Come and ask me. Who is it? And then God says, she's not even. Okay, let's leave that. Praise God. Praise God. So God's way is not confusing. Many of us are afraid of receiving his will. We, we just feel he's up there, he's wicked. If it's going to bring you joy, he's going to say no. All right. He knows that is the lady you want. You just sense that if you pray about it, God will say no, not that lady. Or if you pray about this decision, God will say no. You've already preempted based on your, your concept of a God who is not loving. All right, based on your concept of a God who is insistent on being wicked to you, based on a God who is committed to your pain and your lack of happiness. So based on that, you already have this concept, I better not ask him. Because if I ask him, I know what the answer You know, it's easier for you to say, you didn't say anything, than for you to say, I disobeyed you. So God, let me better not ask you, because God might just say, you know what, pack your bags. You are going to Afghanistan. All right, say, God, show me the will for my life. Say, God, pack your bags. You're scared, so you're like, let me just better not ask. Let me just do the way that seems right. Let me go to school. Let me get a degree. Let me get a job. Buy a house. Pay my mortgage. Marry a wife. Have kids. Send them to school. Show up in church. Question and query everything. Be annoyed with God. Reconcile with God. Grow old. Die. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God's ways are not confusing. Let's see John chapter 3 from verse 6 to 8. It's an interesting concept about how the Spirit of God works. How the Spirit of God works. Now, humans, we always tend to explain away what we don't understand. So if something, if you don't understand something, we, we, we have a tendency, instead of seeking knowledge and, and, and probing deeper, and say, what exactly is this? What exactly is going on? I need to understand what exactly this is. Instead of asking questions, we dismiss things away. John chapter 3 from verse 6. I'm sure we everybody knows the story of John chapter 3. All right, the conversation between this Jewish leader who came to Jesus Christ at night. His name, Nicodemus, and they were having a nice conversation. I mean, arguably the most popular portion of scripture is from this conversation in John chapter 3. And verse 16. But we are picking it from the beginning. It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Now, I need you to pay attention to this. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Your neighbors, your friends, those around you, the way that seems right to them is right to them. They are operating under a completely different system, under a completely different atmosphere. You cannot, cannot compare your decision-making process with their decision-making process. Listen, all right? It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, it's, it, 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 it's introducing you into the realm you operate. It's saying that you operate in a spiritual realm. 
And the rules and the principles in this kingdom are different. In this realm, our modus operandi is different. Let's go to verse 7. All right? It says, do not marvel that I say unto you, you must be born again. Now, in the realm of the flesh, you must be born again means you have to go back somehow into your mother's womb and you are reborn, right, in the flesh. But in the spirit, we know that there needs, there needs not be any going back anywhere. Praise God. Let's move on. It says, the, ble- the wind blows where it wishes. Hmm. And you hear the sound of it. But you cannot tell where it comes and from where it goes. So is everyone hmm, who is born of the Spirit. You cannot tell from where it comes, from where it goes. It's talking about a supernatural dimension of instruction, of wisdom. A supernatural decision-making process that the world will study it and say, Who are these guys? Who are these folks? How did they know? How did they anticipate this? How did they position themselves? Let me tell you, positioning in this era is not a two-month positioning. It's not a three-month positioning. By the Spirit, you will be led on the courses your children should study in the university because they are positioning not just for a year, not just for a decade, or, but for a season in time. Praise God. All right? And the world will wonder, how did they know this wasn't even a thing? This wasn't even a thing. Praise God. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I pray and I agree with you that confusion comes to an end in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, confusion comes to an end in your life. In the name of Jesus, every attempt of the enemy to limit your options and to make you under pressure, force to decide, to decide now, to run, to do something now. I lift that embargo over your life and I pray that light will shine. I say I pray that light will shine. Illumination will come. Direction will come. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Confusion is a terrible thing. And it is not for any of God's children. The Bible tells us that God is not the author of confusion. That's number four. Remember, number one, there is a way that you should go. Number two, there is a way that seems right. It is not the way. The end of it is death, is destruction. All right. Number three, God's ways are not confusing. Number four, wherever you see confusion, God is not the author of it. God is not the author of it. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's see. Verse 32. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. All right. It says, For God is not the author of confusion. It means that the direction that God brings into your life will not make you confused. It won't confuse and destabilize your family. Hmm. It won't bring chaos. Now, listen to me. I'm not saying every time God gives you an instruction, everybody will just agree, you know. You just wake up, oh, darling, this is what the Lord says. You just say, yes, I'll say yes. No, 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 no. All right, sometimes there will be a desire, especially depending on the degree of alignment to the things of the Spirit. All right, there will be a desire to know more to confirm, to verify, to ensure. All right? And it, is it not beautiful? I mean, we'll go, this, we'll go into this deeper, but God has given us his word, his word as a way to check 
that is this his voice, is this his instruction. Praise God. Let me not jump the gun. All right, so everywhere you see confusion, know that it is not God. The direction God gives, even when it looks like the instruction is going to fire, let me tell you, what it produces in you is peace. If you want to be sincere with yourself, look back on your life. Some of the worst decisions you've made. Just look back. You didn't have peace on them. You didn't. You know. You know there was an, You were just... Mm, mm. I know what I had. I know my belief. I know how God speaks to me. All right. And everybody saying, no, what you're even saying doesn't want to align with scripture, for starters. So, it can't be God. It can't be God. When, when did you become born again? How can you tell me it can't be God? It's okay. Let's pray with you again. When did you start praying? I said, God, to, God told me. And then, all the while, all of that agitation was just to suppress the lack of peace that you're having on the inside, trying to front it. And you look back and you look back. Ah, it's, it's true. I ignored the witness of the Spirit. I ignored that peace on this matter. Praise God. God is not the author of confusion. Praise God. I want you to repeat that to yourself. My God is not the author of confusion. My God is the God of peace. He is the God of peace. Praise God. Praise God. So, there is a way that you should go. Hmm. There is a way that seems right. But you don't find out until the end. Ah, it is my prayer that it will not be too late. All the amends that you need to make to realign with God's destiny, God's plan for your life. The courage. Now, listen to me. I know sometimes you know what to do. It's just difficult to do it. There are some of you like Abraham, the Lord has told you, get up from where you are and move. But there is just that inertia. There is that reluctance. What will this person say? What will that person say? All right? And it is my prayer that you will not get to the end. Before you have the divine courage and before you have the... the the, 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 the fortitude to make that bold decision. I say, I, I have heard him. I know whom I have heard and I know this is his will for me. Praise God. Number three, God's way is not confusing. Number four, God is not the author of confusion. Anytime you see confusion, immediately realize this is not God. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. All right. All right. Now, we are going to begin to go deeper gradually, and then we'll pick it up from here next week, by God's grace. This number five point, I am going to dwell on it for a little bit, so that we can pray based on this. So that we can pray based on this. Now, hmm, let me just tell you what it is, and then we'll explain. Number five point, for you to enjoy divine direction, God wants to give you restoration of sight. Okay. God wants to give you restoration of sight. Now, you only restore sight to someone who had sight before. Follow me. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 61. We'll read about a prophecy or a messianic prophecy of the prophet Isaiah. And then we'll go to Luke. We'll go to Luke chapter 4. And then we'll see the same prophecy where Jesus basically pulled out Isaiah. All right pulled out Isaiah on his tablet, on his scroll, scrolled to Isaiah 61. He read out of it and he said, today is this prophecy fulfilled. All right, we're going to look at the prophecy of Isaiah. We are going to look at the fulfillment of that prophecy 
in the book, in the account of Dr. Luke, all right, we're going to pay attention to a tiny bit of information, all right? We are going to sit on that and we are going to use that to pray. Is that fine? Praise God. Isaiah chapter 61, let's pick it from verse 1. We'll take from verse 1 to maybe 3 or 4. Isaiah chapter 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Verse 2. Follow closely. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3. It says to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. I hope somebody is saying amen. To give them oil of joy for mourning. To give the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Hmm. That he may be glorified. Okay, let's do verse 4. Let's jump to Luke. Let's jump to Luke. Let's jump to Luke very quickly. Let's jump to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 4 from verse 18. Now, pay attention and let's read. All right? Praise God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Let's go on. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Let's go on. Okay, this is where it stops. Okay, let's go, let's go back to verse 18. Let me show you something. I, I was hoping we'll read to where it says Jesus closed the scroll and he sat and he said today is the scripture fulfilled. Let's go to verse 18 again. Hmm. I'm looking at this and I'm looking at Isaiah 61. And I'm seeing that the prophet saw. The prophet saw. The, the prophet saw and he prophesied. And Jesus said, as this prophecy is, be, is, is, is becoming fulfilled today, these people will need recovery of sight. They will need recovery of sight. There is a capacity that they will need to be able to see beyond their physical eyes. And follow me. This recovery of sight to the blind here, it doesn't mean that Jesus will go about healing the blind and, and opening their eyes. No. He's saying that there is a, a dimension of supernatural perception that those who are in Zion will have. That part of their liberation package, listen, part of their rights in redemption, beyond gladness, beyond joy, beyond liberty and freedom, beyond deliverance, all right? It says there is a key component of their redemptive package that will involve a restoration of supernatural perception. Hmm. It means that part of your redemptive rights as a believer, blood washed, saved by the blood, is an acceptance into the school of supernatural perception into the school of supernatural instruction isn't it amazing if you check some of the top 
universities in the world, some of the Ivy League institutions, or the Russell Group of schools. I don't know what they're called in Canada, but I know the top institutions in Canada. Praise God. Praise God. All the Mac alumni in the house. Just, what's up? I know the year of T people are vexing. All right. Praise God. And all the top schools in Canada. All right. If you notice and you check the data, it will seem that certain students who are coming from certain high schools have a higher chance of getting into certain Ivy League or prestigious institutions. And you would wonder, it's the same curriculum. You think it's the same curriculum. It's not the same curriculum. Apart from what they are taught is how they are taught and who they are being trained to become. Follow me here. Follow me here. He's saying that part of your rights and your package in redemption, don't stay outside the door. Don't be redeemed. Don't be saved and continue to guess. Don't be saved and continue to gamble. Is it this? Is it that? No. He's saying part of what the anointing of God's spirit has made available for you is a restoration of your capacity for perception. Hmm. And now I'm asking, if it is a recovery, if it is a restoration, that means at some point we used to have it. That means at some point mankind knew what to do. And that reminds me of Genesis chapter 2, whereby the supernatural ability of the life of God Adam could show up and he could name everything. And the Bible says that was what it bore. He could know what to do, where to go, what to say. It was functioning. Now, now, let me say this quickly. We are talking about supernatural perception, supernatural senses coming alive. All right? And I've heard people say things like, we have five senses in the physical, and so we have five senses, supernatural senses. All right? Now, let me say this to you. If indeed there was a fall, if indeed there was a corruption, then I want to believe that if we have five left, we didn't start with five. Hello, are you following me this morning? If we have five left, we definitely didn't start with five. If we have five left, we definitely didn't start. This is simple algebra. I don't know if it was 10. I don't know if it was 15. I don't know if it was 20. I don't even need to know the number. But there are possibilities by the Spirit where you know what to do, where you know how to do it. And it is my prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice that you will receive a recovery of sight. You will receive a restoration of perception. You will not sleep the sleep of death. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not be dull to hearing, but you will have your senses sharpened. You will know what to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's, 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 let's begin to tie this up. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Woo! 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 1. Beautiful scripture. Beautiful scripture. Paul here is saying, there is a way we started. There is something we lost. That has now been restored to us in Christ. However, we've only received the part payment. We've only received the deposit. For it doesn't yet appear what we shall be like. He says there is a further transition into the fullness of that. Verse 1, he says, for we know. We know. He calls our body. Our, another version says tent. I love this. House. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, that's this. It says we have a building from God. Woo! Should we digress? I, I mean, this is the question I ask when I have people in, in church. Should we? I, but I can't get your feedback now, so maybe we shouldn't digress. 
We have a building from God. All right, I won't digress, but let me just put this here. John chapter 14. Jesus says, in my father's house, there are many mansions there. And if it was not so, I wouldn't tell you. All right. All right, so we have a building. Glory, glory, glory to God. Woo! For those of you looking for, for mansion in heaven and skyscrapers. <laughs> All right. So we have a building from God. A house not made with hands. Ah, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, the, the, the consciousness of his presence inundates you. Just the thought of being in him, of being fully in the Father, his presence. Let me tell you, the many mansions is your Father's presence. It's, it's, it's in the presence of the Father. Glory to God. All right. Glory. I'm trying to move on. I feel like dancing, but we have to move on. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Let's go on. It says, for in this, in this tent, all right, we have received the spirit of God. So, we've received an eternal spirit, but in this mortal casing or tent. Follow me, all right? So, what it causes us to do is to groan because there is an incompatibility. I don't know for, for some of you who are tech enthusiasts and you don't like buying new devices. Sometimes you see there's an there's a firmware update or a software update and you just scroll down and you see compatible I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Compatible with only the following especially if you use, I mean, I, I'm sure I can say this publicly, Apple products alright, if you have an iPhone 5 or iPhone 4 I'm sure you don't have the latest OS, not because it doesn't exist, but your device is not compatible. If you have an old MacBook Pro and you're looking for the newest operating system, no, just chill with your Sierra. All right, praise God. Praise God. It says, so what it causes is that incompatibility or that limitation of compatibility. What it causes is a groaning. All right, it says, for in this we groan earnestly. Alright, so the goal of the Spirit on our inside is waiting earnestly. That is why for the believer, for the believer, death is not the end. It's only a transportation. Glory to God. It says, do not mourn over them that sleep. It's sleep. It's transportation. Alright, it says, we earnestly desire to be clothed with our habitation, the real one, which is from heaven. Verse 3. And I'm going to lead us to pray this morning. It says, if indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. Verse 4, it says, For we who are in this tent, we groan, being burdened by all these questions we have to ask, by all these limitations we are experiencing, that God, is it you? Is it not you? Is it your will? Is it not your will? He's saying that there is a tent, there's a body that is correctly, completely installed with all the senses, not just five senses, but supernatural sight, supernatural hearing, supernatural tasting, supernatural smell, supernatural feeling, perception that has no name insight by the spirit of god he's saying there is a tent that is designed for that albeit we want to be unclothed but for that cloth that mortality may be swallowed up by life glory to god let's go on he says now he who has prepared us for this very thing is god who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee is giving us the spirit as a down payment. And he's saying glory to God. He's saying that now that I have made this installment, because I am God, 
because I am faithful. I am not giving you a down payment because I don't have the rest of the payment. Glory to God. Woo! He says, I didn't pay down because I don't have the rest. He said, you can't take the full now. You can't handle the full now. However, however, there is a dimension that the spirit can come alive. Glory, glory. The spirit can come alive. In this sentence, all right, that you begin to approximate the realities of your new existence. Where there is complete perfect perception. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. Complete perfect perception. It says we can get close there. We have the guarantee. We have the, it's the same spirit. 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 We've read of it in scriptures. By the spirit's exploits. We've seen it in the early church. By the spirit's exploits. The spirit of God saying go this way. The spirit of God saying don't go this way. The spirit of God appearing in a vision, in a dream, speaking audibly, directly. This is the way. You're hearing instruction clearly. It says that in this tent, even though we groan, even though we acknowledge the limitations, because of his spirit on our inside, as a guarantee, as a down payment, we know that we can enjoy possibilities in the spirit. Praise God. Praise God. I said praise God. Wherever you are, if you can, if you can, big if you can, I want you to rise up. We are going to pray today. We're going to pray for supernatural perception, all right? We're going to pray for, and before we do this, all right, maybe I should just say it now before we pray. Maybe I should just say it now before we pray, all right? Every activity that happens in your spirit is fed into your spirit from your body through your mind. If you want the eyes of your understanding to pop up where you begin to see, then the eyes of your physical body needs to stop seeing some things. And this is how the Spirit of God said it to me as I was preparing for this sermon. He said, there are those who are committed to beholding darkness in the physical. He says they will never see light in the spiritual. And if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice, what you need to make is amends. There's mercy available. There's grace in the room this morning. By beholding darkness, you know you've gone. You've sought it out. You've sought out some, some cards, some occultic cards. You've, you've been seeking occultic insight. You've been, you've been, you've been, you've been, you've been forced to, to, get, to get perception that you consider to be supernatural, but it is darkness. The Bible says even Lucifer will pose as an angel of light. So he says, if you are going to open your eyes spiritually to see light, he said those eyes must be shut to darkness. And I know the person this is for under the sound of my voice. You know, right now, you know, there is that conviction in your heart. This is not to judge you. This is an invitation for you to come. Come to your father and say, Father, help me. I have derailed. I have erred. I have tried to get answers from the wrong places. Now I know you are the one who have said you will instruct me. You said, I didn't, you said you will instruct me. You said you will teach me in the way I should go. You said you will. So we're going to pray. We're just going to literally hold on to his word wherever you are. First and foremost, I want you just to begin to thank God and say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you because I am not left in the dark. 
Thank you because it is your will and you have made it part of my rights in redemption to enjoy supernatural direction. Thank you because you have devoted the resources of heaven, committed to ensuring that I know what to do and that I do it, that I take the right steps, that I make the right decisions, that I go to the right places, that I become all that you have made me to become. Come on, begin to thank him. Thank him because he is committed to showing you is committed to teaching you. Is committed to instructing you. He says, come, 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 buy without money. He says, come, 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 come. These are your rights in redemption. He says, I will instruct you in the way that you should go. He says, I will teach you. I will guide you with my eyes. Thank you, Father, because this is your will. This is your will for me to be led by you. This is your will for me to be instructed by you. This is your will for me to know what to do. Your word tells me that Jesus himself knew what he was going to do. He saw the dynamics that, the, that, the, that, that in the physical could not even be imagined. Say, Father, I thank you for supernatural possibilities that my mind is able to receive. Supernatural perception. Glory to God. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You are going to come before him and say, Father, I acknowledge I don't know what to do. If I know what to do, I won't be where I am. I won't be how I am. The world has changed. There's so much uncertainty. Two months, three months down the line, we don't know. But you know. You are going to say, Father, I acknowledge my deficiencies. I ask for you to teach me by your spirit. I subscribe to your school. I enroll in the curriculum of supernatural precision. Say, teach me by your spirit. Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. I love to pray and prophesy into your life. In this moment, it is you. You are going to open your mouth and you are going to ask him, this is a school that we enroll into. No spirit bullies us into it. The Holy Spirit doesn't force us to enroll in this academy. In this academy of supernatural precision, you ask. You open your mouth. Say, Father, your word says you will instruct me. Your word says you will teach me. I acknowledge that I do not know. I relinquish my way. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Acknowledge him and he will direct understanding. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Father, I refuse to lean on my own understanding. I know I have, de I have degrees, but those degrees, it is by you. I know I have a brilliant mind. I am strategic. I can think ahead. I can plan ahead. Boy, I acknowledge this morning, I do not know. Teach me, Lord. Teach me by your spirit. Instruct me in the way that I shall go. Instruct me by the way. Instruct me. Instruct me in the way that I shall go. Thank you, gracious Father. Praise be unto your name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed wherever you are. If there's someone beside you that you can hold their hand, I want you to do this holding someone, all right? If you are alone, it's fine. You can put your hand on your head. You can put your hand on your chest. If you are alone, all right, I expect that you're in your house anyways. It's not someone you're practicing physical distancing with. So if you have a child, a sibling, a spouse, wherever it is, hold your hand for this one, all right? We are going to rebuke the activity of the spirit of confusion. We are going to banish it and say there is no room for you here. 
There is no space for you here. I wake up this morning knowing what to do, being sure tomorrow confused. Next tomorrow, there's another option on the table. You are going to say, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. All those confusing signals from the pit of hell, I disconnect from them. I bind you, spirit of confusion. I bind you, spirit of confusion. I bind you, spirit of confusion in this family. I bind you, spirit of confusion in our church. I bind you, spirit of confusion in our midst. There is no room for you here. Yes, the world might be dealing with uncertainty, but uncertainty is not permitted in this family. Confusion is not permitted in this home. Come on, open your mouth and begin to pray. What you permit is permitted. What you bind is bound. What you lose is loosed. Oh, come on, open your mouth. There is no room for confusion in my life. There is no room for guessing. There is no room for boxing in the air. There is no room for beating around the bush. There is no room for guesswork any longer. I walk in supernatural accuracy. I know what to do. By his spirit, I know what to do. By his spirit, I know what to do. By his spirit, I know what to do. In the name of Jesus, still holding your hands, I welcome the Prince of Peace. 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 Come on, make that declaration. I welcome the Prince of Peace into my life. I welcome the Prince of Peace into my finance. I welcome the Prince of Peace into my family. I welcome the Prince of Peace into my business. We welcome the Prince of Peace into our church, into our decision-making stratagem. We welcome the Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. We welcome you. Glory to your name. Mm. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Before we pray the last prayer, I can bring it up a bit. Before we pray the last prayer, this is not part of next week's sermon, so let me just say it now. If you are going to heighten supernatural perception, you will need to deaden physical perception. Just to put that lightly, you will need to subject your flesh. You will need to fast. Some of you here, you know you need supernatural intervention. There's a big decision. And let me tell you, really, this is not some of you. This is all of us. In the times we are living in now, all of us need it. The governments of the world, if they knew how, if they knew how, they would pay anything. Anything. Bible says Nebuchadnezzar called all the wise men. That is what the governments of the world are doing now. All the consulting agencies, all the policy experts, all the futurists, everybody's been called upon. Historians, anthropologists, management consultants, experts on Wall Street, economic professors, all of them on the table right now. They all don't know what to do. It's time to fast. I was going to say for some of you, it is not some of you, for all of us. The Lord will lead you on how long. You need to quieten this flesh. This food, 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 food. Sleep, 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 sleep. Your spirit doesn't come alive that way. It doesn't come alive that way. All right, so grace is released. 
grace is released. For some of you, it might be a day. For some, it might be three days. For some, it will be seven days. The, the, the gravity of the destiny you carry. You are going to make is an investment. You are going to have to make. You are going to say, I've never fasted more than one day in my life. But suddenly, I sense that the Lord is leading me right now to go three days. Or the Lord is leading me right now to go seven days. It is between you and him. You will hear his voice. I said you will hear his voice. The voice of the stranger you will discern. You will know his voice and you will obey. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said you will obey. In the name of Jesus. One more prayer point before we round up. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reaches to me. Let's say you are my peace. You are my peace. Peace like no other. Peace like no other. Reaches to me. Wherever it is you were holding before you can leave them now, this last prayer point, you're going to pray for yourself. You're going to say, Father, by your spirit, my supernatural senses come alive. I refuse to sleep the sleep of death. I am just existing and living, not knowing that things are happening around me. Destiny is deciding around me. All right, things shifting around me. The world has changed and I'm just waiting for lockdown to be over. Watching more movies, doing all sorts. Enough is enough. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch movies. But there is a quickening that is coming. And you have to demonstrate your hunger by this prayer. Say, Father, I cry to you this morning. I have heard your word. I have heard your word. I know that this tent groans. However, because I have received the guarantee of your spirit, my supernatural perception, my supernatural senses come alive by your spirit. Come on, begin to pray. By your spirit, my supernatural senses come alive. My supernatural senses come alive by your spirit. I refuse to sleep the sleep of death. I refuse to sleep away my destiny. I refuse to eat away my destiny. I refuse to guess away my destiny. I arise. I arise and I speak forth that my, 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 my perception, my senses come alive. My eyes pop open. My perception comes alive. My antennas receive life. My sensitivity heightened. Not to be more paranoid, but to be better instructed. Not to be more suspicious, but to be better taught and instructed. To perceive by the Spirit. To know by the Spirit. To sense by the Spirit. To see by the Spirit. Thank you, gracious Father. Praise and honor be unto your name. Come on, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. He has done great things. Thank him, thank him. Father, we thank you. We worship your name. We adore you. You are a doer of great things. Who is like unto thee, O God? Who is like unto thee amongst the gods? Amongst the numerous gods who are promising hope. 
among the numerous gods who are promising that they can check the future. Who is there like thee, O God? You are the only one who is glorious. You are glorious in holiness. You are fearful in praises. You are doing wonders. You are doing wonders. You are doing wonders. Glory to his name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Before we round up, I would like to pray for those who have not made a decision for Christ. But before I do that, I want to re-emphasize an instruction. There's someone listening to me. Your curiosity for knowledge, all right, your quest for light has pushed you in the direction of the occult. And you are beholding darkness. The Lord says to disengage from it, seek counseling, seek prayer, all right. He says there's real light available for you. There's real light available for you. There's real light available for you. Praise God. For as many who have not made that decision, you're saying, well, I like what I'm hearing, but I don't really get it. What do you mean, this spirit, where is it? What does it mean? You say, God is my father. I don't feel like he's my father. I feel estranged. I don't feel like I'm a part of his family. Well, he designed his family for you. And he wants you to be a part of his family. All you have to do is to believe in his son, Jesus Christ. To accept that the work that his son has done is enough for you. It's good enough for you. You might say, no, I'm not, I'm not worthy. All right, but the Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, while I was yet a sinner, while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. He didn't wait for you to change before loving you. He's saying, I will change you because of my love. All right, are you listening to me? and saying, pray with me, Pastor. I want to turn a new leaf today. I want to begin a new journey. Father, I agree with your son and your daughter under the sound of my voice. As they are ready to start this journey, I ask, Father, that your life will invade them, that they will receive your life as they acknowledge you as Savior, as they acknowledge that you came, that you died for their sins, that you were buried for their sins, that on the third day you rose again for them, and that you are alive today in them by your Spirit, that they are welcomed into your family, they are received among the beloved, that the blessings and the benefits of redemption is for them, and they will be established they will do exploits in the kingdom. For in Jesus' name, we're afraid. If you just said a prayer, congratulations. You just made the best decision of your life. Please get in touch. Get in touch. Send us a message. We would love to pray with you. We would love to share a gift with you. We would love someone to hold your hands and walk you through this journey. Praise God. I said praise God. Hallelujah. What a wonderful time we've had in His presence. It gets deeper. Trust me. Next week, Sunday, by God's grace, God willing, I will be alive. You will be alive. I will be in good health. You will be in good health. And we will continue to dig riches, treasures from His Word in the mighty name of Jesus. It's time to give. We are a giving church. We love to give. We love to give. As I say, many people want the church to discourage giving. But the principles of our kingdom are different from the principles of the kingdom of the world. In the time of scarcity, the logical thing to do is to hoard, all right, to close up. But in the kingdom, we give. In plenty, we give. In scarcity, we give, all right, because we operate by a different philosophy. The only difference is we give cheerfully. We do not give under compulsion. So if this is your, if this is your church and you have your tithe, you have your offerings, you have a pledge, all right, um, it's time to give it, all right, the avenues to give are probably on the screen right now, 
either through email transfer or through the website do that god bless you richly as you do so if there's a time that you should give it is now all right the bible says isaac sold in that same year in a recession and he came out of it all right and i know we are coming out of this recession well there we are coming out with great possessions in the mighty name of jesus glory to god glory to god all right so the word of god is not just to excite you it's not just to make you happy i want you to begin to pay attention and expect supernatural direction that your perception will come alive this week this week you will enjoy direction like never before and it will not be for a season it will not be a trial version it will be a five-week trial it will be a seven week seven day trial of divine this is your story going forward this is how your life is lived going forward you will enjoy supernatural direction you receive clarity by his spirit confusion comes to an end in the mighty name of jesus glory to god i said glory to god behalf of myself and my wife and all of us at KICC we love you we love you we miss you so much we can't wait for us to gather again until then please we stay at home we keep safe we practice all the recommended guidelines washing our hands maintaining physical distancing staying at home going out only when it is absolutely necessary and we continue to pray we continue to seek his face we continue to bury and 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 dig into his word we hold on to the anchor of our souls we hold on hold on to his word right to continue to maintain fellowship with him as a church this is not just for kicc uh, but we pray every weekday 5 a.m to 6 a.m all right you can find the details on our platforms all right it's good practice it's good discipline this is how your senses heighten all right and come alive all right praise god praise god praise god praise god praise god i want you to say boldly that this week this new week i enjoy direction this week this new week i know what to do this week this week i have numerous testimonies this week i experience the blessing of the lord this week I experience victory, victory all around me. This week, I am surrounded by favor. This week, the fire of his presence surrounds me. This week, I am insured from every plague and pestilence. This week, I experience no loss. I come and make it bold. He said, there shall be no loss in my house. There shall be no loss in my family. There shall be no loss in our church. There shall be no loss in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. I was going to round up by hearing that there is a lifting. Come on, make it bold. Say, this week I experienced liftings. I hear testimonies of promotion. Yes, in the midst of recession. Say, this week I experienced liftings. Liftings, liftings to be a portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Once again, thank you for allowing us to come into your house. We're sure you've been blessed. Ensure you share the word, post on your page, host watch parties, invite your friends, let them watch, let them be blessed. Glory to God. Thank you once again, such an honor to be with you. We are sure you are going to have a wonderful week. We are sure you are going to have a wonderful week. If Jesus starts, we'll be back here by Wednesday for an amazing midweek service. Remember, you're a champion and the blessing of the Lord is at work on you. It is still our year 
of shining. God bless you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.